we interrupt this banter to bring you breaking news. Our top story, the United Kingdom woke up on the 21st of June to a decision that would rock their thrones community to the very core. The pundits have been calling this event Craigsit, and the departure of Lawrence Craven from the UK's first and the world's best thrones podcast has shaken the country hard. The banter sterling dropped considerably in the following days, and remaining members have scrambled to minimize the impact on their Facebook likes. King of the Castle, Dave Bamford, released a statement the following morning, expressing his regret at the former Captain of the Guard's departure and emphasizing the need for unity in the face of adversity. Tony Makos, the Scottish Minister for Woad and Shouting in Kilts, spoke on Tuesday lambasting the lack of diversity in the membership of the cast. He stated, Scotland is sick of being represented by three straight white Englishmen and demands that she be represented by at least one straight white Scotsman. Minister for Cleaning the Moat Tom Peel was unavailable for comment. Sources close to him say that he deleted his Facebook account due to shitposts and baby pictures. Negotiations regarding Mr. Craven's exit package are due to commence in late July, and while the share of podcast money he is due to receive in the future is up for debate, it's thought that he'll be catering an enormous amount of meat for his former partners, and that the banter delegates will be presenting him with a peace offering of, and I quote, a shit ton of Baileys. Reporting for Beyond the Wall News, I'm Alex Hines. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll put you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome to episode number 68 of Banter Behind the Throne. I am going to be your host this week, so we can expect some, you know, minor mishaps. Uh, a little bit of hilarity, and maybe just some mild sexual innuendos. Uh, I'm joined this week by Mr. David Bamford, as per usual. Say hello, Dave. Hello, and you didn't introduce yourself. I said hello. You didn't say who you were. <laughs> I've fucked up, Dave. I feel like I'm hosting. You should have expected this going in. Uh, I'm Dave, um, in case you didn't guess uh, already. Um, and we are joined today by someone who is new to the show and also old to the show as well. Um, almost a little bit like a Dermot O'Leary type. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Mr. Tony Makos? Less of the old, Mr. Peel. Less of the old. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I meant you've been on before, Tony. Um, that was I, I, all I was insinuating. I know. Strike one, young man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just for reference, my job is up for this evening. Um and if I get three strikes, I'm guessing I'll be fired by the end of the night. So to begin with, we're going to start off with a little rundown of what the three of us got up to, was it two weeks ago now, uh, with a very special wedding uh, that we all attended, um, which was, quite frankly, to begin with, lovely. I was going to uh, say, then, let, let Tony introduce himself for those who don't know him, because he hasn't been on much recently. I'm, I'm still doing the content, Dave. Um, oh, OK, we'll, fine, sure. <laughs> I thought, OK, you carry on, you're hosting. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> I'll trust you. Doing. And then you split into the chapters. So this okay. is like a summary, and then we do chapter one, which okay, is the we're on contents. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> contents comes before chapters. <laughs> Publish uh, twenty seventeen. Think of this as like first a edition. <laughs> what you'll need for this episode is a whisk. Um, 
and flour and a side of milk. And tonight we're going to be making pancakes. So don't get ready for them. They're going to be delightful. Uh, toppings is your own choice. May I recommend Nutella and blueberries? And um, yes, I mean, then Dave is going to take us into a lovely little segment where he talks about to a regional tournament in the local area of mine and his residence. And finally, uh, I say finally, but uh, to begin, let's uh, have a little introduction to our, our new member and, um, you know, who to be uh, taking over from the beloved Craven. Uh, Mr. Tony, if you'd like to introduce yourself, Tony, let everyone know who you are, where you come from and your hobbies and interests, please. So I'm led to believe I'm not allowed to refer to myself as Tony just yet. It's all a little bit fresh, so I have to be uh, I have to be new Craven, uh, which is fine, you know. Not the same as the old Craven, but you know, I, I can't possibly fill those boots, those those shoes, those massive massive feet of that man. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Tony Mikos. I um I've been on a couple of times before, but I, you know I wouldn't listen back if I were you. So I'm here from Edinburgh. I play Thrones a bit here and there. I play more board games than I play Thrones these days, but, you know, it's because I'm not very good at it. Uh, yeah, and if you if you look at the scoreboards of the event that we're about to talk about, you'll discover that actually it looks like Peel's the better player of the three of us. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's a delight to be here. I look forward to talking shite with the best of them. Well, we welcome you, Tony. So Thank you very much, David. having you on. Pleasure having you here. Uh, yes. we, um, we can do a recap here. Um, Dave did actually have to ask Tony um, physically. And if, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Dave in action. When he when he tries to turn up the volume, you know, have a little flirt, he really goes for it. And uh, he, he seduced Tony a good one here. Uh, slash begged, I think. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of 50-50, really. It was really, classy, I thought. <laughs> it, you know, we went to the bar. I was like, so Tony, uh, you know, we've got a lot coming up on banter, you know, if you fancy it, we can you come here have often. a, you know, have a couple of drinks, maybe get some dinner, and then uh, Peel and I can double team you, you know, it's solid, classy stuff. It uh, was like a, two o'clock in the morning at the expo. It was, it was a delightful, delightful game-based seduction as, <laughs> as we went we went to what was essentially a makeshift bar in the corner of a suite in the Hilton. That already makes it sound sexy. <laughs> <laughs> in a big the fact it's in the Hilton alone makes it sound sexier than it possibly could ever have been uh, previously, you know, assumed. But saying we're in a suite in the Hilton uh, <laughs> doesn't really illustrate you know, like actually what it was like, which was an enormous room filled with 300 tables, filled with roughly 400 people playing various degrees of uh, technical board games. I've, I've made it sound a lot sexier than it is. Uh, a sweet <laughs> hill implies that, uh, you know, well, it implies a lot of things and uh, none, none of any of which happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, he got down on one knee and proposed this job to me. And uh, uh, to be fair and to be absolutely honest to him, I thought about it for about two seconds um, and said yes. It's an absolute pleasure and a delight to be here uh, so far. So, <laughs> so watch, watch, yourself, watch yourself, Peel. One strike. <laughs> okay. 
Well, now that obviously we're familiarised with Tony, I mean, a lot of our listeners should probably recognise him already, uh, as he has been on, and of course is known for referencing the companion means something else. Uh, we are going to move on to, I think, the uh, the last thing that we all attended, which was a very, very special invitational, uh, where we were all playing for the chance to be a witness at two very dear friends of the show, and our own friends as well, just two very lovely people, Keb and Whammer, who were, uh, you know... I think I'll leave it there. We'll reveal what happened to them maybe a little bit further on in this story. <laughs> I don't want to give it away too much because otherwise, you know, we'll ruin the suspense for all of you. Um, so we'll start off. Uh, we basically, well, Dave was already there, as was Tony. But on the Saturday uh, of two weeks ago, which for reference, I don't have the date up um, because, you know, <laughs> that would be organised. Uh, we took a trip down to Stevenage, uh, me and James from Brigstock, where we were going to be partaking in a very special invitational tournament, um, which was also coincidentally... Has he just disappeared? I think he's exploded. <laughs> <laughs> he was on top enthusiasm. I think he just. I think the top of his head just, just popped off there. <laughs> He hasn't been allowed to speak for this long for months. I know. It, 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 it shows weirdly. It's kind of a, I was waiting for him to get more high-pitched and more high-pitched until there was, you know, I heard the mushroom cloud from here. Yeah. Or he's blown his phone or something, but yeah, it's gone. Crikey. Okay, I guess uh, before before Peel sets his scene, uh, did you have a good Friday night, the weekend of this tournament, uh, Tony? Friday night. What are we doing the Friday night? Let me think. Um, the Friday night of this tournament, we were in a pub. Hang on, I'm trying to think if that's a pointed question. <laughs> well, you just oh. said it was a great... The next day you said you had a great time. Yeah, yeah. On Friday, yeah, of course. On the Friday, um, we were drinking in a pub in, uh, in, in Stevenage discussing, discussing music and politics and all the, uh, all the, all the right-minded kind of subjects that you, that, that you do before a tournament. A couple of hours later... We were kneeling on a bathroom floor building a deck for my wife, but this is how she likes to uh, prepare for a tournament. So, you know, she likes to build her, she likes to build her decks literally four or five hours before she actually starts. So, um, yeah, very pleasant Friday night. Um, Saturday morning was a little bit tough, but uh, the the tournament itself, which I understand was known as the the and if this isn't a spoiler, I don't know what is the here are vows tournament, uh, was very pleasant indeed. Are you back, Tom? I am. I have no idea what bloody happened there. Uh, it just started making some weird submarine noises, and all of a sudden I wasn't uh, able to speak anymore. What did? Your your head or your phone? My, both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only one way of answering that. Um, both my head and my phone started making some weird noises. Um, it wasn't fun, needless to say, and now I am back. And I had a whole intro thing speech, and now it's just gone. Just gone to the wind, really, now, isn't it? It's, no, you're so you were saying very well. how, how, how you had just got to Stevenage on Saturday morning, so if you could carry on from there, then uh, yeah. you'll be all right. Tony's filled us in on the lovely evening he had on the Friday. Yeah, good. good. Okay, so on, the, so on the Saturday morning, me and James woke up very early. He um, slept in my house. I cleared a sofa for him, and he slept wow. on the other one. Huh? Wow. Clearing yeah. a sofa in your house. I did, I, not only did I clear a sofa, Dave, he also slept on the other sofa. So, um, there's, there's two sofas in my house in two different rooms, and I cleared one, the comfy one, as I call it, uh, which is probably where I'm going to be sleeping tonight, because it's cold. Um, and he, he, he came in and slept on the other one, and I found him there in the morning, 
uh, after picking up a child um, out of his cot who was crying. So that was that was fun because uh, of course my sister was there the night before. Right, it's not my child. That I, sense. In context, I was out of context. It does sound like I've kidnapped a child. Um, so we drove down. It was a lovely morning. We drove down the A1. Uh, I completely misjudged uh, misjudged my attire for the day. Uh, when we left, it was miserable. It looked like it was going to rain. It was horrible. But in the end, it turned out to be a very sunny day when we arrived in Stevenage, which I will now call Sunny Stevenage because I've never been there in the rain. Um, you know, we arrived. There was a, a room. We had a very nice little private room where we uh, were undertaking a game of thrones, should I say. Um, That's an accurate <laughs> description of what we did. <laughs> I, I, it was. Um, and really, from there, Dave was hosting the tournament. So, Dave, shall we have a little rundown of how the tournament was set up? Yeah. You well, um, Kevin Whammer invited us all to this wonderful, wonderful tournament. Um, 16 of us. So we did uh, four rounds of Swiss, uh, but because obviously there were time pressures on the evening, uh, it was just you know uh, just pure Swiss. So there would be one undefeated player at the end, and they would be the king of the Swiss and the king of our hearts. And uh, oh. yeah, I know right. Uh, and the uh, the kind proprietor Mick uh, allowed us um, not only the use of his private room. But also he uh, chucked in a game night kit for us. So there was uh, a little bit of an incentive there to, to play and get your copy of uh, Summoned to Court or whatever that terrible, terrible plot is that's in the Season 2 kit. What was the name of the, sh- what was the, name of the store, Dave, just for uh, uh, clarification? It is Lost remember. Ark Games. Lost Ark Games in Stevenage. Yeah, may as well give it a plug while we're here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dave, I've been a located, Yeah, it's located just near Halifax. Um <laughs> near the Ibis and near a Tesco. So convenient if you wish to go down there and maybe spend a weekend. Uh, they offer a loyalty card. Um, so, you know, go there on multiple occasions. Buy multiple things. You'll get a discount at some point. I, I, I like that shop. Uh, I, my brother and I have been there a fair few times for Star Wars events, and uh, he's been there for X-Wing, and I've been there for Thrones. And I know you've been there once or twice before, Peel, haven't you? Yes, um, yes. I think I'd that was never... the, the time you took Night's Watch to a tournament and regretted it about 30 seconds into the first game. I think I quit, quit that tournament. I think I just gave up halfway through. I was just like, this is shit. Uh, and then stopped playing them. And I've never gone back to them since. So uh, that was nice. You know, at least we learned something. But it was, uh... oh, that was the one where you told me, oh, you gave me a deck. I'm right. You, you know, right, you know what to do with this deck, don't you, Phil? Uh, no. Right. Well, you just don't attack. What do you mean I don't attack? Well, you don't attack. This is barbaric. You can attack if you want. <laughs> the Knight of Flowers is in there. There was attacking tech. <laughs> not enough Dave uh, I think is the appropriate term <laughs> oh, well that's not my fault that's your fault I'm gonna say. but yeah we did uh, we did four rounds of Swiss uh, so once once you've lost the game you're out uh, sadly I was playing uh, Martel Fealty uh, made by a gentleman called Alex in London and I stole his deck and uh, probably went 1-3 uh, with it I did not have a good day I got got my ass handed to me by Rowan round one, and then uh, Mate out rushed me round two, and then I drew everything I ever needed against John, turn three, and you know controlled his board from the off, which is lovely. I even timed my riddle against his uh, Summer Harvest turn one, and Beautiful. I was just like, "Here we go, this is it," you know. And then uh, you know when my spirits were up and I thought I could get evens, Wex uh, turned me round and showed me what was what. So, uh, sadly, I, I went 1-3 with Martel Fealty in one of my worst tournament performances to date. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. Uh, 14th out of, out of 16th was, uh, 
you know, it could have gone worse. How was your uh, tournament experience, Tony? Um, well, first of all, first of all, let, let's uh, b- before we start going into standings and all that nonsense, and, and, and before we start caring about kind of who came above who and, and and the like, would it be fair to say that while the prize was very illustrious and all of us would have been delighted to be crowned king of this particular tournament because of the responsibilities that went with it, it's the greatest it, prize in gaming I heard it described. Was the great? It was. It, it was indeed. Um, but would it also be fair to say that we maybe weren't bringing tier one decks to this one? I think most players weren't bringing tier one decks. Hmm. Mm. Those, those and those that did. Um, well, their excuse, their excuse was that well, you know, it was the only deck they had flung together, or it was oh, they didn't get the message that maybe you could bring some jank for this tournament or whatever. Uh, all bullshit, obviously. Uh, and. and you know, looking at the standings, you can, yeah, the standings kind of uh, take care of themselves. Um, my own uh, tournament uh, went um, equally, maybe slightly worse. Um, I threw together a Stark Banner of the Stag deck. Um, and when you when you think Stark Stag, there's only, uh, you know, there's only one kind of deck we're talking here. I decided to see what I could do with Salador Sam and Roose Bolton. Um, because on paper it looks amazing. On paper it looks like it's just brutal, and 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 obviously you're able to trigger it every round. And obviously we all know in practice that never works. Um, I had a little bit of fun with it. Don't get me wrong. Um, even though my one three standing implies I had no fun with it whatsoever, <laughs> I did. I did actually have a bit of fun with it. Um, Vince ruined my day a couple of times when it looked like I was going to have maximum fun with it. Uh, there was a point. There was a point in the round where I thought I was going to be able to trigger two King Roberts Warhammers one after the other, uh, you know, which is just which is just the kind of thing that rarely happens. Um, he, of course, completely ruined my day by um, Ariane Martelling in one of those ten cost Dothraki armies out of nowhere, and he only had a couple of cards in hand, so this thing was massive. Um, so I didn't get a chance to do that, which was uh, very sad. Uh, Rowan was sitting next to me after having finished his game and he kind of looked at me and kind of, you know, stuck his bottom lip out and went, oh, that was sad. That would have been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I got thumped by, uh, thumped by Crocs to begin with. I also beat John in a perfect, absolutely perfect game. Everything went fantastically well. Vince made very sad in round three. And in round four, Mitch and I went to 14 all in a, uh, in a lovely little nail biting game. Uh, which was only ruined by the fact that I couldn't draw a bloody intrigue icon uh, at the end, and he was going first, and he had an intrigue icon, and I did. Oh. So his power went to fifteen fourteen, and that was that. So Mr. Bamford came fourteenth out of sixteen. Mr. Bacos here came fifteenth out of sixteen. Uh, uh, no phenomenal prizes for Mr. Bamford or Mr. McCoss. <laughs> no, we've uh, we've shown the calibre of play here at Banter has been consistent, if nothing else, in the yeah, last and, few weeks. And who do we and who do we get shown up by? Peel. Oh, well, that, that would be me. You um, <laughs> <laughs> finished in this particular tournament. I well, you, you see, it was an interesting day. Uh, <laughs> I lost. I lost my first game, I lost my second game, I lost my third game, but I won my fourth game, and that's what counts. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I um, I remember playing against Sam, that was the worst game I had. Um, 
as I didn't draw Banterbridge all game, uh, or any other cards for that matter. I subsequently sat there waiting to lose, uh, is the best way of putting it. Uh, I was sat there waiting. I need to interject for a second. Can I just check? Were you playing Banterbridge? <laughs> I, I, well, I was playing three copies of it, but I only saw it once all bloody day. As you were. Yeah. You see, this is what I mean. I, I, I had three copies of this lovely thing in my deck, and I was thinking, you know, okay, okay, they built this for me. It's got wolves in it. I like wolves sometimes. Wolves can be fun, you know. I wouldn't trust them in a game of cards, generally, because, you know, they're a little bit sneaky. Um, but, of course, as we're aware, they've got Fast Eddie, uh, a bit of Bolt and Lovin', and uh, some other magical things. Um, yeah. Old Nan, yeah, did, did not need Old Nan, Dave, because I, I played only, well, I played uh, Summer Decks most of the day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, 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 I just, um, yeah, but the thing is, Dave, when, when I wasn't running Summer Decks, uh, you know, for example, Sam was, he was playing, he was playing Burn, so he had Summer, uh, and then I believe I, Rex was my, opening game no it wasn't sorry i forget it was reese uh reese was my opening game or at least one of my games as he battered me across the table and showed me what for really for lack of a better term it was shame, um, really, because you got a really good setup in that game i remember looking over and thinking oh peel i had, I had the arbor He's yeah i had the banter bridge and the arbor it was yeah. it was going well and then it all went really badly and I don't know how. I think I lost all my cards somehow and then didn't draw anything. So it's all well and good having Banter Bridge and being able to put a card into play for free. But when you haven't got a card in your hand to play, it's a bit tricky. Um, so it was one of those days, really. Um, two games, didn't draw anything. Um, just just, just lost badly. And, uh, yeah, just... Uh, well, I found it, I, you know, I beat John at the end and finished above you two. So, I mean, that's something. <sighs> you disgusting. I think the only reason I came above you two, I believe, and it, correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, but was it strength of schedule? <laughs> it, it wasn't strength of the schedule. Yeah, so that's basically the reason I came above you two, because I happened to play the winner, um, who demolished me. Well, I say demolished. It was a close game up until the point I lost. Um, <laughs> and that was in the first round. So at that point, I went and got rum and everything was a little bit better, mm. like which was very nice. Day. It, it, it really did, Dave. It was four cans for four pounds. Like, what bargain that is? Like, come on, guys. Like, that's the future right there. You know, because it saves the hassle of mixing. And I, I think that's what's important in today's modern world. Uh, laziness will prevail. So, yeah. Uh, Overall, though, it was a fun game. Uh, it was a nice time to come back in. And it was a lovely, relaxed tournament where we get to see everyone... Um, who we've met basically through this community and have a really nice time. So the tournament was, of course, uh, for a very, very special occasion. It was to be the witness. Um, and, you know, when they came in and asked, can they get a witness? The answer was yes, they can. <laughs> and that witness was Reese, who signed his name five times <laughs> yeah. before getting it correct. It's because he didn't know how to write with a fountain pen. Then- <laughs> so he had to practice at the front <laughs> while they were waiting. It's a very important document. It's classic. My personal favourite part was where someone was reading a Kindle during the service. Uh, I'm not going to name names. Um, That the better, but uh, they, you know, they didn't. They didn't win the fantastic prize of being a witness. They nearly did, but they, they didn't. That was a fantastic. It was a fantastic little tournament. Um, Obviously, Keb and Wama are 
um, big uh, players and big names in the Thrones community. So it was very nice of them to run a little tournament to, um, you know, qualify or win the prize of being a witness at their wedding. So it was a delightful little day, very friendly day. Um, 16, uh, 16, uh, I mean, fantastic players. I mean, you only have to look at the list. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a stellar lineup. Um, it's just a shame about the result, really. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, everyone won, right? Yeah. They did, because everyone got very merry that evening. And I think, you. if anything else, that is a win, uh, in our book. I'll tell you who we've got to give a particular shout out to, though, before we get on to the evening. Uh, Lauren. Yes. This was, uh, uh, this was Lauren's first tournament. It uh, was. She only played she... a couple of games against her boyfriend, Mage. And mm-hmm. uh, not only did she beat Mage, but she finished above Mage. She came seventh. So, uh, she did very well. I, I, I was worried. Um, you know, I, um, that she, she just whooped people. It was, I think it was a pleasant surprise. It was nice to see someone actually just coming in and going, ah! <laughs> that is the <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Oh, that kind of thing. I thought it. I, I, I thought it was very interesting, kind of watching her face, because obviously this is someone. This, this is someone that's been. Um, I guess oh, what's what's the best way to put it? I mean, she's kind of tangential to the Thrones community in that you know she's a significant other of uh, of someone that plays Thrones a lot, uh, and you know watches us spend all days playing these bloody tournaments and these bloody games, and you know and. Finally, she, I don't know if she just said to me, just give me a deck and tell me how to play it. And, um, and he did give her a deck and show her how to play it. And she started to thump us with it. And it's kind of, you know, it's quite, it's kind of quite depressing, but it's also quite, um, it's quite kind of reassuring. You know, I have a feeling that she's kind of probably looking down at this going, is, is this what the fuss is about? Is this it? This is fucking easy, gents. You just have to play yellow cards and kind of <laughs> and 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 hit them with yellow cards with some more yellow cards that red make cards. them red cards. Red cards, ah, yeah. Of I course. mean, she had <laughs> yellow cards as well, but she did. Yeah. First edition, sorry, first edition. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you know, it's it's kind of it's reassuring that someone that new to the game can uh, can um, thump her boyfriend so significantly on the day. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, good on, good on, good on you, Lauren. I think you did really well, and we hope that you just do not decide to take this up uh, full time because, um, quite frankly, we've got quite enough on our plate trying to beat other players. Little, you know, without having you kind of uh, becoming a top British player as well. Um, I have heard that Lauren will be at the Manchester Regional, but Ooh. Mate will not be building her deck. <laughs> she has realised that Mate is not a man to rely on for Thrones. And she is outsourcing her deck from somewhere else. <laughs> Which is fantastic. One tournament and already, I'm sorry, mate, your tactics clearly aren't working. Yep. Um, I'm going elsewhere for my phone knowledge. Um, so who will be building that then, Wedge? I think it's Wedge, I think. Yep. <laughs> That's a solid commission. A deck from Wedge is a definitely a solid commission. She's on the ball there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Until she plays Wedge. That's a, that's a match I don't want to see. Oh, we'll talk about plot knowledge later and how important that is. <laughs> but yeah, lovely day. We all got very messy in the evening. Congratulations to uh, Kevin Wama, and uh, and we'll be undoubtedly talking about Wama a little bit later. Um, I love well, you know, wedding. The wedding itself was uh, very nice, and they came into um, uh, the King's Arrival from the first season of Game of Thrones, the first uh, season of Game of Thrones. It's the music that played as Robert Baratheon and his entourage enter Winterfell. 
and uh, just watching them walk up the aisle to that was just fantastic. I've never seen bigger smiles on two people in my yeah. life. Yeah, Fair that's just us. <laughs> yeah. I had a massive grin on all day. <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't stop grinning. Like, what's going on here? Why am I grinning ecstatically? Why is this a happy occasion? What is this? This is joy. I don't like it. I squeezed um, Wex's hand during the ceremony, you know. Oh, Wex! <laughs> oh, it was a love light. <laughs> Me and Hammers had a little cuddle in the corner, like, oh! That's lovely. So, yeah, overall, uh, thoroughly enjoyable time and i must admit uh, they did get some very nice swords um which were sharply taken off me when i wandered off with them when i was drunk uh, <laughs> <laughs> by what we can only assume was the quartermaster in this occasion i, I did um, see some swords so, being brandied around but uh yeah. i kept my distance so <laughs> it's probably, slightly probably too far gone at that point <laughs> i definitely was too far gone um as as is generally the way um, we were all right to keep our distance from you drunkenly wielding a sword, Tom. <laughs> I think that's kind of... To be fair, keeping your distance when I'm drunkenly wielding anything, let alone a sword, is probably a good idea. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. I think, so you're... The, I think that was the first wedding I've been to where I'm not only really good friends with the people getting married, but also I had a lot of friends I knew just at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Not just mm-hmm. the Thrones players, but people I had met uh, through Stag Dudes and stuff. So I just had an absolutely spectacular time talking to everybody. Um, whereas previously I've known like a couple of people, or I've not known. And you have, you have like the table in the corner, yeah. and it's like this is our table. We will bring drinks to this table. If we leave this table, we will lose it. And then like you stand up, and then like some relatives take it. Like no, <laughs> but this time we knew loads of people, so that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Always a plus when you know lots of people at a wedding. It makes it fun. Like, most of the time, weddings are great. Yes. They are planned. They are planned to be great, and if they're then they usually are great on the night. So uh, yeah, that was, that was certainly no exception. So it's good. All right then. Um, I guess from the Sunday of that weekend, the only key point is that we tried to convince you and your wife to renew your vows so we could party with you. Totally. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you only, you know, you barely have to mention, uh, barely have to suggest that to, to my wife for her to practically kind of get on the phone and start arranging a venue already. So uh, <laughs> she already has one booked. Now, she only requires very gentle prodding when it comes to kind of like, when, it, when it comes to wanting to kind of do another ceremony because uh, yeah, we 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 were married what three years ago, three yeah three and a bit years ago, and ever since and yeah we had quite a kind of silly wedding, and uh, yeah she's wanting to do it again. Ever since, with me, I must say, you know, I have to say, you know, I have to say, with me, not with anyone else. No. Uh, but yeah, you, I'm sure you'll find out if we decide to do anything like that, or we just wait for other people to get married. That's the way it's supposed to work. <laughs> you yeah, tell me, you've got enough people. With long-term you know, I, can't, stuff. I can't just keep getting married to give you guys parts, right? Once is enough. <laughs> just have to marry off people. I yeah. saw, I saw Wammer in the pub today, and he said. uh he said, you know, the saddest part is that he didn't get, get to enjoy as much of the party as he would like to. You know, he has to like, talk okay. to relatives and that kind of thing. Whereas, you yeah. know, re- so what you really want is just a massive disco with all your mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you really want is a birthday party, no I think. Is a, yeah. yeah. Birthday party with fancy clothes. Like, yeah. There we go. Jobs fine. are good. You know, we can sort that. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be another one along soon. Sooner than yeah. <laughs> And we'll be there. Hope so. Hope so. I might even make a speech. <laughs> oh God, let's hope not. 
Hey, I'm I can make fantastic speeches. I can make babies cry, um, which I'm told isn't a talent, but I still count it. So <laughs> during the speech, yeah. That's <laughs> okay, so, then yeah. shall we uh, move on to the Northampton Regional? Let's move on. Let's, uh, yes. So coming up next now, we will have Dave's review of the Northampton Regional, uh, a tournament he went to, Helsted in the Saints ground, which, as we all know, is the worst rugby ground in Europe. Peel, so, no, no, you're just going to stop there. I'm going to cut you, Peel. You're fired. That's it. You're done. <laughs> you're <not fired laughs> you can just leave right I'm now not, if you want. If you I'm want only to go strike one, like you know, <laughs> only on strike one. Uh, to be fair, I've been to that ground more times than I've been to the Tiger Stadium now. Well, actually, well, not probably the best. Great. The Tiger Stadium is a shit Shit city. Oh, Shay, hey, you can't say Leicester's a shit city. You love Leicester, really. I don't love Leicester. I work for Leicester. Love Leicester. There is a big difference. Yeah. Lo- living lady, in Leicester. Lady, lady, please, please break it up. Come on, <laughs> come on to your corners. <laughs> yes. My corner is a much more colourful corner with many more trophies. Uh, oh, nice. <sighs> I'm joking, Dave. No, I've sat in the same Think ground. of our shoe industry. <laughs> <laughs> think, of, think of it all. The shoe industry which has now been moved. Uh, we walk past the church's factory. It still exists. Yeah, it's fine. Barker's is still semi in Ellsbarton, but not really, but is at the same time. Doc Martens is still in wherever the hell it is. Um, Wood Newton? No, that's not right. That's uh, Win- Winterfell? No, that's also not right. Uh, <laughs> it begins with a W. Williston. Um, yeah, so we've got we've got it all down here. So if anyone ever would like to buy some shoes, then please do come to Northamptonshire. We have all the finest shoes. Whereas if you go to Leicester, you can get a pork pie. So either way, you're going to win. Okay, so uh, Northampton. As, as Peel says, we played in the, the Saints ground, uh, which was fulfilling a teenage dream of mine. So, uh, I was, my, you know, my dad was very proud of me, finally, <laughs> playing big leagues. Um, and uh, I took a bit of inspiration from Mach when it came to my deck, because he had discussed playing this deck in, uh, in a group chat. And uh, I thought, you know what, that's a good idea. So what I did was, uh, the day before the event, I went uh, to the game shop in London and bought the World Championship deck and sleeved it up and then well, just played that as is. No no alterations, no extra banter card. Just straight up played the World's deck to so, see how I'd do. For those who aren't aware, Dave, enlighten us. How is it you're able to buy a pre-made deck for Thrones? Yeah, well, this, sounds like, this sounds crazy. Yeah, hmm. well, the World Champion, Joe Morando, won the World yes. Championships and oh, he got to immortalise his deck. And, ah. uh, and it's it's all in full bleed art, so it looks almost as depressing as it did when I watched it on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time I just get to live it in my in my bedroom whenever I want, which is just. But hang on, isn't that isn't that a bit unfair that you can just go out and buy the world championship winning deck and then take it to a take it to a regional tournament? Surely you'll just wipe the floor with everyone there. You would expect that, but sadly the deck is six months out of no, not seven months out of date. Damn it! I knew there was a catch. I don't remember. I don't know if you if you were aware, Tony, but uh, Worlds was in early November, and uh, two very important releases happened in the following month. One of which was the Lannister box. Mm. Okay. The other box. The other one was a a chapter pack called uh, "Here Here Is My Claim." I feel like that has some special cards in it, Dave. It has Uh, a it has a card that. uh, 
we reviewed on the cast and we thought it could be mm. quite game changing. Do you remember oh, what that okay. is? When you say when you say here is my claim, do you do you mean you mean you mean you mean it's there, right? You I mean there, there is my claim. Yeah. There. It's it's definitely not here. It's it's there. All right, fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm aware there's a there's a couple of significant plots on that, but still, you know, they'd have to be they'd have to be really important to to yeah. you know to to be worth playing against the world championship deck. Well, I mean, exactly. they'd have to almost kind of help you get rid of some players. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so. See, the yeah. problem is, Peel, I go into mm. this tournament, right, and I'm playing away, yes. and it's going really well, and I win a game, and then, you know, I win my second game, and I'm just like, oh. okay, you know, this is going pretty good, you know, I'm 2-0, and then lunchtime yeah. happens, and okay. uh, by the end of lunch, everyone has clicked that I am running the World Championship deck card for card with no alterations, <laughs> and you can tell this, because uh, everything is full bleed art so this is a slightly different art style to, to mm, a normal mm. card um, okay. so you know somebody plays and they go you know, the person you're playing goes are you playing the world champ deck it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> and then the second person are you, are you playing the no but by the end of lunch everyone knows that you're playing it and so sadly they know I've not got a couple of you know Really important cards for this kind of meta, like Frozen Solid, which I'd really want in Lannister Banner of the Wolf. Um, the other key that. cards. Uh, but most importantly, they know that I'm not running Valor Morgulis. <laughs> and whether I want to run it or not doesn't matter. The fact that they know I'm not running it is a real issue. A real issue. So I came back from lunch and got paired against Wama, as is our tradition. As is our tradition. Yeah. It's and, uh, of course, you know, Whammer being the man he is, knew my card, knew my deck card for card. Mm, uh, mm. And, you know. I feel like that might cause some problems. And uh, so when you know a man is running first snow but not Valor or Wildfire, you can play in a certain way. And, you know, Whammer's deck doesn't care about uh, one reset anyway. You know, it could be any of the resets. As long as there's only one, it's not a problem. If there's two, it's probably going to be okay as well. We'll get onto his deck later. But uh, after that, it all kind of went tits up. Okay. Now, well, when you say tits up, Dave, um, define. Well, what happened is I was 2-0, mm-hmm. um, including uh, beating a UK national champ uh, from last year, Ryan Wood. So that was nice. Yep. Showing our podcast supremacy, although he did have a terrible, terrible time because he basically only saw three-cost characters against First No Winter. Uh, but that's irrelevant. Uh, but then, of course, I played Whammer and I lost. And then I, I, I played three more games, and uh, they had the same result as the one against Whammer. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, so in, in al- the end, <laughs> so it's almost as if taking a nine-month-old World Championship deck to a 2017 regional was a terrible idea. Um, well, I got ten points, and out of ten. That is the maximum you can get. So I felt I did okay. You were pretty much in the lead by lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the entire tournament was out of thirty. <laughs> ah. So uh, I, I, I mean, quite as well. I it, it it didn't seem like the perfect metacore mm. in retrospect. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, Dave, would you take a deck that's been published online in multiple occasions to a tournament again, or? Is this just a one-off, maybe? Well, I don't like to net deck, generally speaking. 
I'm fine with mm. playing decks that my friends have sent me, but I don't like unless I just need to jump on Octagon for a game or I need to build like I need a Lannister deck now to practice against. Uh, yes. I I like to get my decks from myself or my friends. Uh, so generally I wouldn't, but it's not the fact that people have seen it because someone can see a deck that gets posted today, tomorrow, and that's not a problem. But mm. the fact that it is, they can pinpoint it to a certain point in the meta seven months ago and say, <laughs> I don't have to worry about this card and 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 this card. And this card, and this card. <laughs> Even ones that had already been released, they just knew that weren't in the deck. <laughs> that is a handicap that I found quite difficult to overcome. Uh, and because the thing is and the, the grim thing is even within the cards that were announced at that point like Frozen Solid I would have really liked that. that's a great meta call at the moment it would have been very helpful Dave I, I would have played Frozen Solid if, if I were had. you running Frozen Solid though I, I wasn't no because uh, Joe didn't ah. run Frozen Solid and therefore I couldn't um, yeah you see that's tricky that would break the experiment Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I did this all for science. Definitely, definitely not out of laziness. All for science. Heaven forbid we uh, we you know change it slightly to maybe make it competitive. No, 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 no. Once I bought it, you know, this was ah. this is the only use I'm going to get out of these cards. I'm going to get my money's worth. That's Play fair them enough. in their intended form. But uh, Frozen Solid was a key one that I wanted at that point. Uh, a couple of the plots aren't as good as they could have been, even with the card pool there. Um, calling the banners was pretty lackluster, um, mm. unless you can time it against a Valor and cancel some Iron Mines, but that's pretty niche. Um, there was only two bodyguards, whereas no matter how much I hate the card, you probably want three in a lot of decks. Mm. Uh, and just things like that, like that kind of thing. And then you look at the cards that are more recent, and obviously there's like loads more plots that are good, and uh, things like Great Hall or... Uh, I want to say Lay Siege, is that what that event's called? Lay Siege, yeah. Yeah, like Lay Siege, like that kind of thing. I, was like, I, I wanted to consider them. Um, they'll be a lot more interesting. And there's also cards which were in the deck, which I think, I'm not really sure these should have been in the deck to begin with. Like, I found the Red Cloaks just thoroughly lacklustre. Mm. Like, I just I just didn't care. I kept drawing them, and they just wanktastic. And there was like a single copy of... Uh, Things I do for love, which sat in my hand for like four games. <laughs> just like, I don't have the gold to play this when I want to. It's going to have literally no thing. And it was a bit different, um, you know, obviously seven months ago when Valor wasn't out, the meta was very different. Um, and maybe you did have the gold to play that one of your four times you draw this one-off card. But I didn't, and it angered me. I would much ah. rather have included a different card, like okay. Great Hall or Lay Siege or Frozen Solid or... Um, a third copy of Jamie Lannister, or whatever, or the new Cersei, or, you know. There's plenty of choices that would have made the deck a lot better. I mean, you know, I mean, you could, some could argue that, that you, this is maybe your fault, though, right? You probably could have not taken this deck to a regional, or you could have changed it, or you could have, but of course, you know, the, you know, where's the fun in that? I get, I. Mm. But you know, even and people, what you were saying about saying about you know net decking is that even I get the idea that even people that do net deck uh, 
um, an entire list before they go to the tournament will still make one or two meta calls in it. If you've got, you know, if you've got your head screwed on, you'll still go, eh, maybe not that plot this time. Nah, no, to chuck a couple of frozen solids in. Oh, no, we need some hands judgments this time. You still tweak it a little bit. It's, as I said, if you've got your head screwed on. Um, but taking a nine-month-old kind of world's deck without changing a single thing in it is uh, both a foolhardy but brave thing to do. I thought it was courageous. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. We can run with that. Politician, yeah. I would be losing the election with that. Yeah. So I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them printing up the the deck that won the inaugural Kingslayer uh, tournament at Gen Con in 2015, the single core set deck, uh, and we can take that to like nationals or something, um, and we'll see exactly how far we get with that. See, I reckon I could take. Um uh, a slightly modified version of Sam Bratz's uh, War of Five Kings deck. You know, the Martel Rose. Martel Winnie deck. I reckon I could play that to better effect. Yeah. I think it deals with um, a lot of other things in the meta just better than this, <laughs> this deck does now. Like I could probably play that to some effect. Uh, but I would definitely have to update that at least a little bit because I don't have any channel banks. Um, wasn't there a Martel Winnie's deck that did well in Paris? Yes, at the sword of the hand, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is That's... nice having a co-host who's, who's seen these tournament results. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm surprised as you are. old craven, but... <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are that I remembered that, but... Uh, but, yeah, I guess that kind of... That, that could still do well, but... I mean, I don't know if this is something they're going to do every year now. I think so. They did it for Netrunner the year before, so... So in regards to, uh, you know, coming from a, a new player perspective, would you say this is a good or bad idea for them? Because uh, obviously this is quite a good jumping on point, so to speak. Uh, you could, you know, in theory, buy one of these kind of pre-made decks and then kind of just buy a couple of expansions. Um, you know, so you, you'd be looking at oh, maybe only spending about 30 quid on a deck which is relatively competitive instead yeah. of the usual amount. I, 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 I can't my entire performance on the fact that people everyone knew knew my deck and uh, knew what to play against. Like I, I did make plenty of play mistakes. Other people played better than me in certain games. You know, I, I no, can't blame all on that. For sure, put yourself down, mate. Don't put yourself down. Yeah. <laughs> I was you perfect. I was perfect. I did not have a great day when it came to playing after lunch. That was just a given. But you can't play after lunch. You never have. You go for lunch, you're fucked. I don't know why. You've always done it. <laughs> no uh, lunch. Oh, should we go for lunch? No. It's when uh, you okay. get against the good players. You can beat up on all the noobs and then... Uh... It's, it's not even that, Dave. I think you just get the Fajikaki of Ian. I think you really... You just, I just really want to nap. Yeah, like, that's the thing. You the, late, the later lunch is during the day, the better you do. Like, whereas with me, it's the other way around. I have to have lunch before I even start playing if I want to play well. Um... Like, oh, it's lunchtime, brilliant, I've just sat down, fantastic. Even then, it's not guaranteed. Um, but still, you just after lunch for you, it just seems to, every time, just, oh, I've had a bit of lunch, oh, I've lost. <laughs> like, oh, all right. I've won things where we've had, actually, but I'm thinking, like, did we have lunch at Nationals when I won it? No, there I don't think we did. we didn't. <laughs> I think I ran out and got you a sandwich, but I, I don't think there's a probably... good chance of that. I know on the Sunday yeah. to go went to get me a Five Guys, so <laughs> there is a good chance yeah. I never had lunch, and we ordered Domino's in the evening. Of, yeah, I think we did. We might have ordered something in, and you know, jobs are good. And so, um, you know, at least we know now. We've learned. Maybe we've that's experienced. It. Maybe, maybe it's just, just us. 
monster for breakfast, monster for lunch, and then maybe have dinner if we have a break. And that's me. I might, I might try you on fruit smoothies, Dave. Try and get a bit of a... Yeah, give you a little bit of a... You know, get you some protein inside you. Do it that way. Do like a proper little workout. We'll get you pulling cars up through the snow. Pretend it's Rocky Four. No, fuck it <laughs> up. I'm not sure I can drag a car through the snow. Well, we'll learn, Dave, won't we? We'll find uh, out. Next I mean, snow. even if I don't have the strength, like even if I have the strength, I'm not sure I have the patience or the drive. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> or I just, just don't care enough about your bullshit. <laughs> Dave, you know you'd love to experience my rocking train, rocking training camp. <laughs> <laughs> rocking training camp. It's like the rocky training camp, but we listen to heavier music. Um, <laughs> that does sound fun. Not this 80s hair metal. But I think I think the moral of the story is. Uh, it is the deck was a good jumping on point. You can hmm. buy that, maybe borrow a couple of cards or uh, or um, buy a couple of chapter packs. You know, Great Hall, Frozen Solid. They they're good cards at the moment that I'd really like to add. Maybe look at the lower end of the curve. There's probably some decent changes you can have there. There was no Pycelle. I'd like Pycelle. Um, that kind of thing. And whatever you want to change for the plot, change them because I just did not like that plot deck. It got to plot five, like, every single game, and I was just like, all these plots are bad for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've, missed a, they've missed a trick, though, right? And, yeah, it's not like FFG to miss a trick, right? Yeah. Um, um, they, they seem to have missed, missed a trick. With the, I, I understand why they, uh, they printed up the Netrunner decks. Okay, the Netrunner decks then got absolutely restricted up the arse, and you couldn't really play them properly competitively. But, but when you release Netrunner decks, obviously you release... A corp deck and a runner deck, right? Yeah. So you can play with a friend. You could go into a shop, buy the two net runner decks, and you could play a game of net runner with a friend. It seems to me that what they might have, what they perhaps should have done is maybe release the deck he played against in the final. Yeah. You know, I think it was a, was that a Tark Fealty deck? It was. Yep. So why it was not? Giovanni from Italy. We made Team Rocket jokes on our stream. (laughs) So why not give uh, new uh, Game of Thrones, the card game uh, players, the um, opportunity to relive the World's 2016 final at your own dining room table with both decks from the final uh, and, you know, and then try and introduce new players that way. Kind of go, okay, here's a Tar deck, here's a Lanny deck. They were the top decks at the time. Uh, knock yourself out, figure out how to play the game. You want to expand from there? Fantastic. Releasing one deck is only going to appeal to idiots like us that want to buy it and take it to a regional nine months later. <laughs> In hindsight, they it just seems like they yeah. should probably print another one up as well to try and kind of encourage new people to kind of, you know, go, all right, oh, I could be a casual player at this. Yeah, okay, let's play Target, let's play Lenny, oh, let's blow. Well, at, least there, at least there's two decks available. Yeah, that is, that is. I mean, to be fair, it, it's not the first time they've missed a trick, is it? I mean, what they could have done to make things easier is just release, you know, three copies of the core set in the core set. Um, uh, we're not getting so into that could... argument. <laughs> yes. Then it costs three times as much appeal. Yes, but at the same time, Dave. But I, could I, would, it have... I would never have bought the Thrones first edition core set if it cost like seventy quid. At first, yes, but you ended it was up... worth a punt. Until you brought the other two. Oh, well, yeah, but then, then but I knew I liked it by that point. True. Because no one taught me the game. I bought it on a whim. And it was my third game that I actually enjoyed. Ah. Like, the first two were ship shows. <laughs> and it, like, I played against my dad, and he paid the gold cost for Drogo. Like, that's a bad what? decision. You know the Drogo that comes into free when, in for free when you win a challenge? 
yes. yeah, he paid yeah. four gold for him. That was a waste. Um, and then I played a melee with uh, Brajapur and my brother, Galactic Champion of Hey, that's my fish. Uh, and that was a shit show because it was just like turn five Valor, turn seven bleeds, turn eight Valor. It took us like four hours. Um, and then the third game, the final chance, I introduced Waffle to it. And then that was it. And if I, if it hadn't have done, if we hadn't have won, won with us then, we wouldn't be here today. I wasn't going to get another chance after that. That is you true. Didn't, you I'll... James didn't get introduced to it for another couple of months. I was away at the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Waffle didn't like it then, that would have been it. We'd never have played it. But I enjoyed it with Waffle. I ordered another core set and two house boxes immediately afterwards. So, but I would never would have taken that plunge if the core set was twice as expensive. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? Because your first two games at the weekend were great. Your third game was shit. Exactly. <laughs> it was like Bell's Reverse now. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Enjoyable. I, I do agree with you, Tony. I think a, 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 a deck either from a high-placing player at Worlds or the winner of Starlek, which Something like that, Stark, yeah. Um, is great. Uh, and they could have said, you know, the top rank, you know, we'll print the Worlds deck and then we'll print the winner of Starlek unless it's the same like house because you don't want to print two Lannister decks uh, in which case we'll print second of Worlds or whatever until you know well, they probably would have made the decision afterwards actually that wouldn't have been too bad either because what it was a Stark Fealty deck that won Starlek right yeah it was and it was and I think what the only thing that was that was legal then or wasn't legal at Worlds was the Lanny box yeah so that would have been I think that would have been quite fair well I guess it would have been it's Lanny Wolf against Stark, wasn't it? Ah, still, still, you still want to, you know. It's a decent matchup. Yeah, it's a decent matchup. You want to kind of like give again. It's trying to freaking encourage new people to play it. Mm. No. And Lanny Rather... and Stark are perfect for that. Lanny, Targ, and Stark. Yeah, they should are be. The perfect three. three main houses in the TV show. I think is really what you want to be looking for if you're going to push any of them, isn't it? No, no. Another stiff letter. Another stiff letter to FFG. <laughs> Again. Why aren't we working in their campaigns department? Like, oh, why, what? Hundreds of reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've got that, that job uh, being the final playtester now, haven't you, Tony? Where they just phone you and read it, and you go, "No, <laughs> put a fucking limit on it." <laughs> <laughs> or at least I hope you got it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Were the interviews successful, or was there someone else? Got it? We're down to the last two. I find out the weekend. <laughs> well, we're excited to find out next episode. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> how do you think this deck will fare? Because obviously this time next year, there's going to be another World Championship deck, we assume, mm. uh, with a whole year's worth of cards extra, which is basically almost doubling the card pool. There's going to be mm. two more, two or three more deluxe boxes by this point, um, mm. if they're quick with the next one, although I don't think it's been announced yet. Um, and there's going to be, you know, what, two cycles more worth of cards, probably? Mm. Almost. It's going to be a pretty significantly bigger card pool with Valor as well. Is uh, is that going to be a fun matchup? Can people just grab those? I mean, we don't know what the deck is, but can people just grab those off the shelf and go for it? Well, I'd be, I think I'd, I'd be more worried if uh, I mean we're talking about we're already trying to uh, that way we're we're already trying to kind of predict what's going to win worlds this year. Then <laughs> okay, assuming um, it's a, a good fun deck. Yeah, um, if it's a good solid deck and it's not some Night's Watch piece of misery that you don't want to kind of give, a, you know, someone that's never played the game before. Yeah. 
um, then uh, then you're not going to get people to join if you give them nice watch, are you? No. Play this really fun game. Oh, what is it? It's nice watch. What do they do? Fuck all. Well, you just sit there and do nothing until you win. Oh, that's this game. This card game shit. I want my money. <laughs> well, as, as we've discussed before, Phil, a bad game, a bad game design decision enjoyed by bad people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the idea of the printing up these decks, it's it's is becoming kind of a little bit, you know, the actual real reason for kind of doing it is kind of slipping away a little bit. The more I think about it, I mean, they they print them up so that you can, I guess, buy them and have slightly shinier kind of, not even all art, kind of same art but zoomed in on art kind of cards. Ah, oh, you know, I mean, they're, be- they're not alternate art. You know, they're they're the same art, but they're, and yeah, you get some cards and you get some extra cards. And those people that play the game already are likely to go out and buy the cards and go, oh, yeah, that was that deck that was good nine months ago. Uh, all right, I've got a couple extra poppies. Uh, very good. Um, aside from those uh, geniuses that take them to the regionals for a laugh, um, you're, you know, I, I'm starting... That's I'm, me! I'm starting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to kind of run out of reasons for the things existing. And, in fact, I'm talking them into non-existence as, as you know, as we speak. I'm literally, <laughs> I think about them. The more I hate the very idea of the things existing, I think they should all be shredded. <laughs> and I'm going to get, and I'm like, I'll take them back to the shop tomorrow and get my £14.50 back immediately. But, but no, I, 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 yeah, the more, I, the more I talk about them, the more I see them, they're, they're a nice little thing. And that's it. They're a nice thing, but if you start thinking too much about why the hell they got produced in the first place, then, you know. You're going to end up having a, a little bit of a problem with yeah, you know, yeah. Comprehending things like what the what is the point in this? You know, yeah. but if you you can ask that question with a lot of things, why does this exist? And then uh, if you rack your brain too hard, you are going to end up like Crocs. Why do Crocs exist? You know, those weird shoes. Why, why are they? I thing? thought you meant Crocs. I had it. I understand when he, oh, why he exists. It's when a man loves a woman. You know, we've been through this before, Dave. You've explained the reproductive cycle to me on multiple occasions. Um, Classic night with Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how are babies made, Dave? Well, Peter, sit down. I'll tell you a tale. Um, I think it really is. I don't know. It's, 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 it would be really nice if you said if it came with like a counterpart. So you could just pick yeah. it up and play a game. Maybe even throw in a couple of like novelty tokens, you know, just like a nice little kind of here's a set, like a, almost like a Thrones Travel Edition. Like the yeah. kind of thing you take to the seaside when you're eight years old and play with your sister in the back seat until you won seven times in a row because she's only yeah. four. And of course, yep. you're older, therefore superior. And she can't count to five, so you keep putting all of your characters to the sword. Terrible. Exactly. <laughs> every card game I can think of, every kind of reasonably popular card game, um, comes with some kind of, or comes as some kind of, here's a kind of two deck pack, right? You can go out and buy a Pokemon trainer set, right? Which has mm-hmm. two little 30 or 40 card decks in it. Knock yourself out, you and a mate, blah, figure out how to play that. Bang, 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 there you go. Oh, that was a good laugh, let's do it again. You can yeah, Magic the Gathering it comes with, in fact, decks like that. I'm pretty sure. I know it used to, so apologies if it's changed. Uh, but you can buy pre-made decks yeah, like that. Sure. There's multiple ones on the market, and you basically you buy them, and you can just have a nice little go, and, you know, well done, lads. You've had a lovely time. Do you want to buy the game? Do you want to play more? Yeah. It's a lot better for CCGs, of course, because every time they release a new set, they can go, these are the starter decks, now buy the boosters no, of to course. expand. Whereas with Thrones, that obviously naturally works a lot. No, I know. I I get with Thrones, it is a bit different, Dave. But even Uno comes with enough cards to play your mate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And of course, if you want to, you can you can play a you can play two player at the core set, just not with legal decks. 
And it's mix and match. It's kind of that smash up kind of feel. Although obviously mm. way better than smash up because I fucking hate that game. Um, and, <laughs> and before some some um, eagle eyed listener kind of points out that actually whenever you buy a deluxe uh, Game of Thrones expansion, there is a deck list in there. You know, they you know they always. They always print a deck list in the deluxe expansions to say, okay, you can build a deck here with one core set and then one copy of this deluxe expansion, and you can have a lovely time with it. But yeah, I guess that's a little bit of an entry point as well, but it's not a fun, accessible entry point, you know. And 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 maybe you know, as I've heard a lot of people bemoaning very recently, the kind of shrinking of their local metas because. Well, not loads of different reasons, lack of support from things left, right, and center, or people waiting for the next big game. Um, it just, I don't understand why a company doesn't kind of try and come up with the opportunity to get people into the stuff that they've already got going. It's just weird. Like I said, the more I talk about it, the more uh, the, the, the the more angry I'm getting. So probably best to move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, sure. Well, in that case, I think the main. Uh... The main thing coming out of Northampton that wasn't my uh, fall from grace. Straight out of Northampton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, firstly, I'll mention a couple of people who did well in the uh, in the top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which was uh, Liam, who TO'd Euros, and he played Banterbridge and made the top eight. Uh, which, of course, is very impressive yeah. until you look at his deck list and realise he's playing cards that cost less than four. Uh, there, were, there was a margin there, and, you know, as as you know, under four costers go, margin old nan are pretty much the only acceptable ones. And Dolores said, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're okay, but the one cost chuds—that's just inappropriate. Um, mm-hmm. That's just anti synergy with your house for at nights. And you know, Liam, I I was full of high hopes, but you really let me down. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad you. So in conclusion, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well done to, for someone to go to top eight with a uh, bad bridge anyway, because it is a good deck. Yeah, good on. Um, Alex, who built my uh, Martel Fealty deck from the tournament previously discussed, also made top four in this one with pretty much identical list. So uh, <laughs> if you know what you're doing, you can win with it. I'm just really bad at thrones now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my moment in the light. Now it's time for me to step aside and let you all just have a nice time. I'm uh, really just, good at just... first edition. And then my, and then I was good at beating up on people who didn't really know the game. And now I'm just. And now they've all uh, caught up with us. That's better. Now For let's sake. Let, let the audience know that Dave gave 14 out of 16 at a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> That's, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. If you look at my jousting pavilion, uh, like stats, it's so inconsistent. It's like he won this and he won this and he won this and he, you know, narrowly missed the top yes. 32 at Starlek and then this and then he went 1 4 and 2 4. <laughs> <laughs> and then came bottom of this random Northampton game like it. Well, then he won the regionals, but then he lost again. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he won we'll the Paramore Invitational, the most competitive tournament in the world. And then he lost yeah. this. <laughs> the way to get around that is to ensure that every single tournament you go to, uh, your name is registered as one that is slightly different from another one on Jousting Pavilion, oh, so wow. that no one can actually track your proper progress all the way through it. Then there's no such thing as inconsistency because you know you're you, you, you this is the first tournament you've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my uh, my name's been the same on Jousting Pavilion ever. I think it changes every time I go. Oh no, I, uh, be... I had them all. Um, <laughs> I had them all uh, synchronized, Bill. So now you can oh, look at your, uh, your your Thrones history. Way to ruin up fun. Name. 
Yeah, it's not an optimistic uh, story, is it? It's not like something happy. There is no happy ending with this story. You have five yeah. entries, and your your best yeah. showing was seventh out of fourteen. Oh, when was that? The, uh, the Paramore Invitational last year. Oh, fucking I. Yeah. You got I... here are vowels Paramore Invitational, um, the UK Nationals from last year, the Tourney of Starlet last year. That was oh. that was a good good little weekend. And why are you playing winter in in joust? I don't know. Like, it would have been fun. These the <laughs> anyway, then, um, uh, and anyway. the other one was uh, your individual performance at the UK Team Championship, but only the sprints. Ah. So it looks really bad, but you won the <laughs> tournament. Despite I did. Looking at it here, you went 0 and 4 and finished 44th out of 48, but you won the tournament. So. Hey, I didn't go 0 and 4. I went. Oh wait, no, that wasn't. No, the you cut. went. Oh, you shit. went. Um, you went 1 and 5 in the end. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but in the in the Swiss, you went you went 0 and 4 sadly. So, no yeah. one's it's team. Luckily, it was a team effort. So you yeah, know, it was a team effort. And and what a story that was. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. If only one of you two had lost, then that would have made me a hero. But sadly, you two both won. <laughs> yeah. It looked like we were both heroes. <laughs> But I thought, you know what, well, yeah. one of us can probably pull this back. We're going to be okay. And yeah. it worked it. So that's fine. Um, really that, I could have been a fucking hero. And then, no, you both win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one game I win, everyone else wins as well. Like, for God's sake. Um, on the Northampton Regional again, uh, the same guy who ran the team championship, Dan, was the TO. Uh, and he did a fantastic job. But I messaged him the day before and said, like, I want to play the World Championship deck. Um, do you think I should alter it? you think I should add any new cards or add a Banter 61st card or anything like that? And we decided against it. And I was just like, you remember Euros? And he was just like, yeah. It's like, can I add a single copy of Imprisoned? Yay! <laughs> and he was just like, well, you can. And if you draw it, I will give you a prize. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Um, but then he said he would immediately DQ me afterwards. So I thought it's probably oh. best not to. <laughs> But in the end, you know, I probably would have still gone two and something, um, but with a prize. Yeah. So that's a shame, really. So if anything, that's just a sad story now, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be banter, but no, now just. There's a, there's a happy empty here, really, is there? Yeah. And in the end, I got this prize, and it was really nice. It was a hand-carved wooden owl. Uh, but you didn't, you didn't go anywhere with that. What you did there was, I, I thought about adding in a thing so I'd get a prize. In the end, no, I just lost. Um, you know, that's not, that's not like a motivational tale for the kids. You've got to give them some kind of hope, Dave, because at the moment it's been very bleak. Like, play drones, you'll do really well, unless you've been playing for a while and then you'll probably lose at tournaments, like oh. us three. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, we can move on now to, uh, who won the, uh, the Northampton tournament. Who did win the Northampton tournament? The final. Hmm was between a man very close to my heart, who I see quite regularly, and uh, a man who is also very close to my heart, but I don't see quite so regularly, but Tony sees very regularly. That is the uh, the Greek man in Scotland, Costas, and uh, Wawa. What match that must have been? I've seen, I, know that, I know it's available to watch on, I think it's on Facebook, right? I think it was streamed on Facebook. So you can probably, so if you're listening to this, you can probably go and find it, but um, yeah, what a um, what a bashing of heads that must have been. Yeah. What a uh, lovely, you know, it was quite nice. You know, thing. Oh, who's in the final? Costas, right? Oh, thank God. First edition. Player. Yeah, lovely. Exactly. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I love the guys that made the top four, both the London players. Love seeing yeah. them, love playing with them, but, you know. What is this game without a bit of elitism? Yeah. Wyman and Costas have been knocking heads for about, you know, on and off for four or five years now, and, you know, it's, uh, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to tell us about Wyman's deck, as you didn't have the pleasure of playing against it? If you want to explain what it does, I'll explain what it's like to play against well, um, I've heard, I'd, I've only really, I've heard rumour of it. Wama was telling us about it at, um, uh, at the weekend of his wedding. Um, and he told me that it was the best deck at Euros, even though he went three and three. <laughs> Which, uh, that's, a, that's a supremely confident kind of thing that, you know, when Wama says it, you kind of go, yeah, but, well, I can't believe you. Yeah, you're probably right. even though the record does not hold up. You know, he said it's a you know it's great deck, it's a horrible deck, etc., etc. And he explained a little bit to me kind of what it did, but it wasn't until I saw the performance of it this weekend, and admittedly, I only saw little bits of a stream and 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 kind of followed the fact that it went unbeaten all day that um, he posted uh, the deck list uh, on Thrones DB today. I believe the deck itself was built by Florian. It was, yeah. Yeah, or between him and Florida, or, or however it, it was originally this monster was created. Only only today did I actually get a look at the deck list. And it's a Builder's deck. It's a Night's Watch Builder's deck. Um, it's played out of the Kings of Summer. And it appears to me that what it does is it puts down cards, and it puts down more cards, and then it puts down more cards. And every time you put down a card, you say, trigger the gift, and then you put down another card, and you say, trigger the gift. Uh, and then about... 50, 55 minutes later, you've won. <laughs> that that is a very good summary. It seems to be that seems to that that seems to be you know there's nothing more to it than that. It doesn't look like it requires any skill to play, right? Have you ever played Pokemon? I have played Pokemon, but only only um <laughs> I've only played Pokemon to teach other to teach other people how to play Pokemon. I've never played it for fun and pleasure. You will you're aware of how often you have to shuffle your deck in Pokemon. Absolutely, yeah. Constantly, just like Pokeball, flip a yeah. coin, and if you're lucky, in its heads, which is you know a mechanic that is ridiculous. A little bit you get out there. Uh, shuffle your deck and presumably also do something else. Um, mm-hmm. But Whammer's cards were like that. I think I was, you know, I got some tokens at Starlet, which had a little picture of the, t- the castle on them at Starlet, which is you know humble brag. Um, and uh, <laughs> I had a couple of them with me, which I use as like miscellaneous bonus tokens or whatever. Mm. And uh, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to count how many times he shuffles his deck, not counting <laughs> his initial shuffle and his mulligan. And at mm. the end of round, I think plot phase turn two, I had got to five tokens. <laughs> and I was just like, I've run out of Starlight tokens now. Um, and hopefully I'll need my power tokens for more important things. So uh, I stopped counting. Uh, I also stopped cutting his deck and I stopped paying attention during his marshalling phase. I just let him get on with it. Yeah. And then when it came to me to Marshall, looked at what he had, read all his bullshit Night's Watch box cards, and yeah. uh, and tried to put up a token defense. It's, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's it's all it's all builders. It's mostly non-uniques outside of Dolores Ed and Holder. I think probably I think that's the only uniques in it. Everything else is builder, 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 builder. Probably who, all, sorry. Yeah, all the locations that do all the builder stuff. Crucially, the uh, aforementioned Brandon's Gift, which has finally come into its own, uh, which looked like a piece of shit six months ago, 
and is now um, going to make uh, horribly negative play experiences for people for the next couple of months. If only it was in the World Championship deck, so we had six copies. <laughs> that was that was poor, Joe. That was poor. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if this mate, if this this wins Worlds in November, and then six months later we all get our own copy of it with lovely zoomed in all art. <laughs> Yeah, we only we only three copies of the fucking underground vault. Another. I mean, yeah. the extra milks would be nice. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's, it, it seems to be pretty hideous, uh, and um, it's it's twenty six, twenty seven characters or whatever runs through the deck. Uh, yeah, nine attachments. You can guess what the attachments are. You know, a hell of a lot of yeah. It looks like. Significant, but it seems to do the job, and Wamo went undefeated that day, so good on him. It's remarkable. It looks really simple and boring to play, but there's a remarkable number of decision points in there. Simply because you need to know exactly. The first turns are very crucial. You need to get that tempo advantage, craving exactly the right person, milk the right person, that kind of thing. Just, you know, you're craving bad characters just to stop that unopposed challenge, just to give you that extra bit of leeway, that kind of thing. Because that's the single icon you can't defend against yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. if you look at the icon distribution, it is the only native military icons are the old forest hunters. Uh, and then there is the Shadow Town Mason that gains a military icon and the practice place to give military icons. And I think the only native intrigue icons are the uh, Dolores said. I don't think there are any bicons in the entire deck. Natural bicons. It's quite ridiculous. But it sees what it wants to see very quickly due to the builder that is basically building orders. It's it's very 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 ridiculous. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's that that on the kind of week that they come out with uh, uh, as a of just about ten things again, you know, it's champion deck, and you've got a, a kind of instant ready to play kind of world champion deck. And you could argue that someone could pick that up and go, ah, oh, one world last year. Hey, I'm immediately, I'm immediately great at people's phones. These are all the good cards, and I'll be able to play them really easily. You look at this deck, and this deck, uh, on paper, this looks like shit. Right? On paper, this deck looks like the most ineffective thing ever. This, this is one of the biggest gulfs between how this deck looks and the skill required to pilot it. Um, to, and, and you know. <laughs> Give this, you could give this deck to loads of different people and uh, you'd get loads of different results with it because you, it looks to me like you need you need your absolute, you need your head on straight to, to play this properly. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's a proper kind of um, it's the driver, not the car, as they say. It's it's the perfect kind of deck for Whammer, really. Like, yeah. He's such a, a technical player that really you know you basically never see Whammer make a bad decision. I don't think I've seen Whammer make the decision in a game against him since 2014 <laughs> uh, and I remember that very specifically because I won the game because he didn't confession my victory because no. I had two and the two were very clutch and then I drew the third and that was even more important if he had got rid of one of them I would have lost the game <laughs> I bet and, it still keeps him up at night as well I, well I have a Martel mat and he doesn't so. <laughs> Um, but I've, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him make a an objectively, you know, like that decision has just been bad. Uh, and he's just that kind of player. He always makes the right decision. He always knows what you're going to do before you do it. Um, he's the perfect kind of player to play this kind of technical 
triggery deck. Um, and the fact that he has Keb sleeves makes the whole thing much funnier. Uh, it's back in a minute. It's, it's, <laughs> absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. Just touching, uh, touching his, uh, touching his lover's face <laughs> for the entire game. I'm definitely Hold on, I'm good. I can't hear you there. Peel, what are you doing? What do you mean, what doing? Oh, something's happening in the background of someone. Are you in a factory? Who? No, no. Me? It's happened again, Peel. I call you out and noise stops immediately. There it goes, yeah. Did you have anyone in the background? Not quite. I was looking at something on my phone, like I was scrolling through a news article, but that was about it. Maybe not. Alright, yeah. so it was okay I, when I, I was, was talking, because... I was literally checking the news. I was just like, what's going on in the world today? Has anything bad happened? Currently, the answer is no. Um, if anyone's interested out there. Currently, everything's all hunky-dory. I mean, there's been a couple of things going badly, and we get that. And, you know, the terrorist who attacked the thing was the uh, man called Darren Osborne. So, you know, that that's father of four. Uh, so that's, that's worrying. So, um, you know, hey-ho. But either way, either way... Let's move on and not get bogged down by what's going on there. Okay, fair enough. The noise has stopped. That's the most important. Thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Know what you were doing, but uh, Shit. Rowan was talking about uh, Rowan was talking about the Shut Up and Sit Down podcast, um, and how they had like a live panel at the expo. <laughs> yeah, I went to them. Uh, well, why didn't we have a live panel at the expo? Why didn't we? I would have gone to the expo because I would have got press pass. Why I'm gonna see I'm why gonna see like I'm gonna see demand. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you're both fired now. <laughs> before, you know, I mean next year, obviously. <laughs> Two new hosts. Um currently undecided. Me, you know, I've I've met Quinns, he wasn't that exciting. Mm. Like, like next year the demand will be huge. Yeah. There's that yeah, next, Tony. next year we'll, we'll have a panel. I guess we can have a panel in a pub at Expo next year. No, That'll probably know, be about the right time for 100 episodes. Do you know where we have the... I'll tell you where we have the panel. Where? We have the panel in a suite in the Hilton. <laughs> in the corner. Oh, lovely. At the uh, bar. Just at the bar. the bar. At the bar. Have everyone sit down cross-legged and we can all give them a nice talk on road safety or something. <laughs> And but the yeah. reason Night's Watch is so bullshit. <laughs> exactly. And another thing about Night's Watch. <laughs> and another thing. Have, have I talked long enough to get angry yet? <laughs> it looks like it. That's at least a few minutes. It's time to get angry about some arbitrary thing. Yes! <laughs> and now it's time for listeners' questions. Yeah. Get me angry. <laughs> <laughs> we all, you all enjoy listeners' questions, Tony. It's good fun. <laughs> no, I, uh, I can't wait. It's the ultimate in low-effort content. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that's <laughs> a low effort content for a competitively hollow meta. That's what we are. Oh my god, I can put less effort into it than this. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, oh, like today we had to I'm, think of things to talk about. I'm fully in, guys. I'm fully in. <laughs> <laughs> today was actually planned in comparison. Yeah, this is like having a part time part time job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you get paid a lot for it. This podcast money is uh, pretty legit. Fat. Fat I mean, obviously, like, we haven't had any spoilers since you've joined us, but uh, you wait, my friend. Just you wait. There have been some spot. I spotted some spoilers somewhere. Was it? Did the White Book have some on there? I think the White Book had some on their page, but oh, we, uh, we don't talk about the podcast's spoilers, Tony. We don't want to. Uh, no, I mean, I don't. We don't I don't. Wanna, you know, infringe. You can, you can, of course, 
tell about the lovely people. You know, Will's a lovely man and Roy's a lovely man. We like the well, book. Um, we encourage you to go and listen to their spoilers, but we couldn't that's discuss their point. spoilers. That's what I'm saying. I, okay. I don't want, I, you know, I know what the spoilers are, but I'm not going to tell you what the spoilers are. Go and listen to their lovely podcast. Well, it's I'm, a secret. I'm, I'm, I'm bored of Roy now. Hmm. They might be, but, you know, I, I, won't, I won't read them written down. I'll only listen to the content. Oh, you're such a gentleman. I'm a, you know, I'm a purist when it comes to this. <laughs> Very much a purist. Card spoilers should only be an oral form. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then when you open the pack, <laughs> you don't know anything else about them until you open the pack in the shop that you buy them. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, do we have anything else to add about any of the things we talked about? Northampton, here are vows, Whammer's death. I think you were halfway through a sentence, Tony, and then he'll drama. Oh, God. I, I, I don't know. Um, sure it, the, the worry, I mean, always the worry about when there's a, a, a deck which is potentially that, that good, even though it requires a really good pilot. Um, is that we're going to see quite a lot of it over the next couple of months with people trying to build it and trying to kind of pilot themselves, especially in regional season, uh, because he's done the kind of rather either brave or foolish thing of winning a regional and then publishing the deck list for it. And in the middle of regional season, there may well be people kind of going, oh, yeah, let's have a go at that. That wins. And they may fail spectacularly with it. Mm. Uh, but But we'll see, you know. It will will you have to take against it at your various regions? Um, who knows? Who knows? We'll see how it goes. When's your next uh, your ne- next regional? Providing you are going to one day. I think my next one will be uh, Bristol. So two weeks weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think that will be my only my only other regional this year. Okay. What about you? I uh, obviously there's a there's the the, map, the little event in London uh, in about four weeks' time. Yeah. Which, which we're going to. Okay. So we do have a regional in Scotland, and I'll try and make that. I believe that's the 29th of July okay. in in Lanark. Uh, I might try and make that. Otherwise, I'm not sure I'll be able to get down to uh, uh, any of the other British regionals and dazzle everyone with my playing. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll save that one for Blackwater. Will you be uh, Will you be doing the Manchester Stockton double ender, the, the weekender? Um, I will not be doing the double ender this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I can't. Unfortunately, that uh, clashes with a rather significant birthday uh, uh, belonging to my mother. Ah. So we're going for a lovely weekend in the deepest, dark, darkest Norfolk that weekend. So, no, I'm going to miss it. Peel and I will be abroad for a stag do. No, be- nice. Oh. Yes, we uh, we'll be out of the country. No one in attendance. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so none of us, yeah. None of us. The yeah. first weekend I've missed, which is it's very sad. Yeah, it's going to be very hard doing a review of it. Um, I'm not going to lie. Normally, at least one of us is there. Oh God, does uh, that mean we have to get a guest on or something? No, we'll just apparently. We'll just make it up. <laughs> no, yeah. we just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. I assume the weekend was lovely. I assume they all went to Fab on Friday, and then they yep. all woke up very hungover, played it, and so and so won, according to Justin Pavilion. And then they all went to Fab, and that was lovely. And then they yep. went to Stockton, and everyone felt very bad and had a parma. Yeah, <laughs> that was the weekend. <laughs> and the person that won at Manchester uh, was not a first edition player, so we won't talk about them. But 
there's someone who did play first edition one in Stockdown, and they were really lovely, and we like them a lot. The exactly, end. basically. Yeah, that's it. So that's episode, so that's going to be episode. That's pretty much episode what seventy two or seventy three just in the can already. Yeah, yeah, we've already done with that. Like that's nice. Yeah. Seconds. Yeah. And yeah, also, Peel and I went to Europe and we got fucking rat assed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang that's on, the rest of the episode. While we're here, can we just do the Starlight review now? Peel's <laughs> <laughs> not coming to Starlight. That's the thing. Um, Peel can't no. make it this year. It's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. I know that. Twice in a year. <laughs> what is this madness? And on that bombshell. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, and after that, we do come to an end of this week's banter behind the throne. I mm. think uh, it's safe to say it was a nice one. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, when walking outside, always wear shoes. Did you just Bye. see that picture on Facebook? Of this mm-hmm. kid with really grim feet. No, I just made it earlier. I stood in the friggin' um, I had a bloody splinter sticking out my foot. It wasn't even a splinter. It was like some kind of spine. It's horrible. Oh, right. See, I just saw a picture that was shared on uh, Facebook of this kid with a grim foot. Ugh. Yeah, they said Ugh. don't walk outside without shoes. So. Oh. Well, there you go then. It's, it's life <laughs> advice. Life advice indeed. Lovely. Mm. Well, there we go. Episode done. Pleasure, gents. Pleasure.